When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Virk is ready. He's joining us next from Steeltown. How about that? Sidney Crosby's trade availability. Is there any chance that Sidney doesn't finish his career in Pittsburgh? Not, not a chance. Not unless he doesn't want to. Not a chance. Like, I haven't talked to Axie about it because we would never talk about that. I haven't even said to Hexy, should we talk about moving Sid? It would be unthinkable. So no, unless that would only change if the player changed his mind. But no. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. And uh, happy Friday, everybody. Happy Flame Tech Football Friday. Hope you all are awake today. Good afternoon to the East Coasters. Good morning to the West Coasters. Thanks for getting up with us and making us part of your day. It's a little thing called the RP Show, Canada's daytime sports talk show, episode number 441, emanating from the bunker out here in uh, Western Canada. Moose DuPont's with me, and I'm Rod, and I'm your host. Hi. Are you ready to talk some ball? Of course. Sure enjoyed the chat with uh, Berkey yesterday. It was great. Way. Yes, it was. Really good. And we just switched gears on a dime over to pro football today. And that's what, it's weird here. With the digital shows and all the guys and gals that are getting into what we do digitally, of course, we're on Game Plus TV. But you can kind of see who, what the, who's watching the most and what people want, right? And uh, for the longest time when we were doing mostly football shows, the hockey shows had the most viewers. And right. now the Football Friday has the most viewers after hockey shows. I haven't quite figured that out yet. There's value in what's rare, right? <laughs> Right. Some value. Scarcity. Scarcity. Perceived scarcity. Right. We'll talk football every day, but we're going to do it dedicated once a week so that you, you know, have that perceived scarcity. You better tune in. That's the whole idea. Yeah. And I'm just sharing on YouTube and Facebook and all the rest. So here we go. So coming up on the program today, John Frenzy. Let's be honest. I told him on the ride up here because I pick him up every Friday and drive him here. We've all just been waiting, Lynch, for two days to get your opinion on the CFL-XFL merger. Who cares what we think? Yeah. We want to hear what the Godfather's got to say. And he's got some scoops, by the way. More scoops than Baskin-Robbins. Coming up from... <laughs> almost said it with a straight face, <laughs> but couldn't. He's got 32 flavors. And then, a, and then a longtime friend of mine, Ian Furness from Sports Radio 910 KJR Seattle. He'll be joining us in our second segment here to talk some NFL, some Seattle Kraken, some Western Hockey League. He was the voice of the Thunderbirds back in the day. That's where we met. And I told that story yesterday. I like Ian. He's a good dude. 
And the head coach of the Toronto Argonauts, Ryan Dinwiddie, is going to be with us an hour, too. So it's a big Flame Tech Football Friday. Let's go to the quick six show topics, please, Director Jordan. Well, number one, CFL, XFL. Nothing really is new from 24 hours ago other than, and you're going to hear Lynch's scoops on that, CFL's adamant. We're not giving away anything with the CFL. We're not merging. It's going to stay a nine-team Canadian league, maybe 10. The rules aren't changing. We're just going to use the rock. And I don't. I think they think they actually will be able to pull that off. Just use the rock and not give him anything back. I don't believe that's going to happen, right? But Lynch is going to reaffirm what he's heard there. That's insane. Like, right. It's such an abusive relationship mentality to come in well, and, like, Rod, I'll take you back. You can come, but no video games, your boys, no hanging out with your friends on yeah. the weekend. You're going to do it all on my terms. That relationships never work like that, ever. Well, they should. It's, it's ever. Is this a collaboration? Is it a partnership? Or are you picking the Rocks brand contacts? We covered all this yesterday. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing with all the people that are going just bonkers over losing the three down Canadian brand of football. I'm not just talking about the CFL, but Canadian football with the way we played up here in junior and university and high school. If you love the CFL that much and you're so welded to it, how many of you bought spots on the Grey Cup fan base? Just tell me, please. I tweeted that 90 minutes ago and people are just going mental about it. And they're like, I've got season tickets. I've got this. I, I couldn't afford it. We're in a pandemic. I'm like, I'll put you all down as no. Because when the chips are down and the CFL needed you, you weren't there. So don't talk to me about how much you love the fabric of Canada, the CFL. So great. Did you put your money where your mouth is? Tell me, please. Well, I was on CERB. I, 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 I have this. I do. I was, it's a no. So you don't love it as much as you say that you do. And, of course, people are writing me going, oh, you just care about your own brand. You just care about your own show. Yep. You finally got it. So if this is the CFL's way of maintaining its sustainability and growing, I'm all for it. But if you love the CFL that much and don't want to merge with another league, where were you when you had the chance to step up and save it? You weren't there. So the CFL has to do what's best for it, not what you people want. Thank you. Anything else on that? No. I see <laughs> it's coming up. People can't wait. And I know it's opening night in the Western Hockey League's Eastern Division here in the hub, right here in the sweatpants capital. Obviously, I'm wearing my jersey, my pullover for God's team, the Regina Pats. I'll be calling the game tonight. With him, Connor Bedard's debut, I'll be at the microphone for it in major junior hockey. I cannot believe how fortunate and grateful I am, and I know you feel the same way. I wish you had worn, you see what he's wearing, the Saskatoon Blades. They play tomorrow yeah, against the Swift Crown Broncos. And that reminds me, I ran into a scout for the Broncos this morning, Dennis Ulmer. He was having a tough time. His brother, Dale, one year younger, passed away last night. Whew. So I ran into a hockey scout this morning, and he asked if I would mention his brother, and I did. I'm glad I actually thought about that, and the Broncos 
So condolences to the Ulmer family. And as he said, he goes, I think about you, your brothers, your mom and dad. You guys are great people. Same as the Ulmers. They're a hockey family. Yeah. And uh, where's your jacket? I know. I took it. It's so hot. It's actually not quite as bad today. I'll put it on for the overtime. I got to say, Ray in the six, a package came to the bunker here yesterday. I opened it up, and it was gear from the Kitchener Rangers. And I already got my bunny hug at home. I don't have it here anymore. I was going to wear it today for one segment, because if I'd worn it under these lights, I would have died of heat exhaustion. It's hockey gear. Yeah. Right? And it's 800 million degrees in here. I called it morning skate gear. It's <laughs> That's perfect. right. For minus 40. Yeah, for being out in the morning skate. So his, he's got his jacket here, but it's from the Kitchener Rangers. It's hot, hot, hot. Mm. And we'll wear it on the show here for a segment. But I just want to say thanks to Ray and the Six and the Kitchener Rangers. They are now our official OHL team. So I'm getting out of order on my things here. Thursday NHL leftovers, which was meant to be my second point here in the Quick Six show topics. And incidentally, the warm-up is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the NHL, UFC, and Regina Pats hockey. Guaranteed to me by the owner, the Greek freak, that they will have the game on the video wall as the featured game tonight, Regina Pats, Prince Albert Raiders. If access is not your cable carrier and you want to watch the game, go on down to the Four Seasons and watch it tonight. There will be players' families there, I guarantee it, because I talked to them. And also, because they can't get into the ring. And also Famoso downtown, the pizzeria that I used to own. Yep. They'll have it too. You're welcome. So my NHL, here's one for you goalies in the NHL that haven't figured it out yet. William Nylander is always going to go to the backhand. Always. It might help if you know that. You may still not be able to stop it though. He beat Mike Smith from 30 feet out with a backhand a couple of weeks ago. Or 10 days ago. Oh yeah. Just saying, we willy-nilly, uh, we willy-nilly, we willy-nilander will always go to the back end when given the chance. Back-checking is a problem in Winnipeg. I tweeted that and didn't get any blowback from Winnipeg, so either they agree with me or they hate me. There was no reaction to that. I know. But the overtime goal last night, I'm like, is this slow-mo? I don't care if you guys were caught at the end of a line change. You shouldn't have been out there then. It looked, it looked like a wreck game. I know. I know. And it wasn't just me then. No, it wasn't. It was, yeah, it was a slow play. I mean, that's what the good players do. They can really slow the game down. But still, yeah, there was no back check there. They had, they had exhausted everything in the offensive zone. And they're like, yeah. Then get off the ice. Yeah. Uh, Ryan McCarthy is watching in Albany, New York. He says, more scoops than Raisin Bran. <laughs> and Good Friday from upstate New York. I can't explain our appeal to the American viewing audience, yeah. but I like it. Josh Anderson, complete player. Yeah, he served as a punching bag for Luch last night in the Montreal-Calgary game, but at least he was there. He made it a fight. This guy can score and fight. I love guys like that. They still matter, apparently. Yeah. Calgary Flames look like they finally cared. And they won, 2-1 over Montreal. And uh, I just wanted to point out Barry Trotz. 1,700 games in the NHL. Former captain of God's team, the Regina Pats. Those are my NHL leftovers. Uh, we're into the Briar. What? We're into the Briar championship round. And we'll be talking about that later. I got the draw in front of me. Gunlesson versus Epping. That's Manitoba, Ontario. Cooey versus Botcher. All, on, all Alberta matchup there. Oh, yeah. Howard versus Dunstone. 
Gushu versus Jacobs. These are the heavy hitters. Now we're into the nitty-gritty. Ding, 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 ding. Let's go. LFG. Uh, WHL East opening night. I mentioned that. Point five. NFL notes. It's our poll question today. Man, things move fast in football. This was my poll question from an hour ago, and it was, will Deshaun Watson play for the Houston Texas this, Texans this season for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center? 62 votes. 80, I just put it out. 87% runaway say, no, he won't. What are they saying on Facebook? 71% say, no, runaway. John Frenzy's got thoughts on that. Um, I, this isn't the first of its kind, right? This sort of stalemate. But I kind of have a feeling this is going to roll into camp. I mean, the Texans have literally said there's something wrong with that organization. Yeah, at its core. (laughs) At its core, there's something wrong with the organization. And like I say, every team, every every team, every family has their issues and problems. They do. But when you can see them from another country away, (laughs) those are really big problems the Houston Texans have. And the GM or the coach calling said uh, on a podcast, they, the only quarterback they have under contract is Deshaun Watson right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they cannot get rid of him. And then the other note, of course, is Cam Newton has signed a one-year deal with the New England Patriots. Clearly, they don't. The market is not strong for quarterbacks, <laughs> is all I can say about that. Yes. There's not a lot of Clearly. options available. And that's tough, right? You got to take care of yourself. And you know what? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson, I know Don said that he's going to be a Texan in 21. He might be. Doesn't mean he's going to play any games. Because if he says he's not playing, trust me, he's got enough money in his bank account where he can say, I'm not playing for a year. And so it becomes who has the power or who has bigger stones, right? It becomes a game of chicken between the Texans and Deshaun Watson. It is a Flame Tech football Friday, and Clark has informed me the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have officially re-signed kicker Brett Lowther. So that's tremendous news. Lynch is applauding over there. My sixth point, and then we've got a bonus breaking news today. I almost forgot our top six, bottom, sorry, top five, bottom five in the National Hockey League every week. We usually do it Thursdays. Didn't get to it Thursday. Here we are on a Flame Tech Football Friday. Are you ready for my top five? Yeah. Number one, Tampa Bay. Number two, Carolina. Number three, Vegas Golden Knights. Number four, New York Islanders. And number five, the Florida Panthers. Your almighty Leafs have slid right out of the top five. (gasps) How dare you? Any argument on that? No. No. But, you know, we're starting to see. We we thought the Toronto-Edmonton, you know, series was going to show you the cream of the crop in the north. Mm -hmm. The Toronto-Winnipeg is starting to do that a little bit more. It's fun to watch, but yeah, no, not, not top five right now. Bottom five in the National Hockey League. Apologies if it's hurting any of your feelings, because it's your team. The worst team in the NHL is Buffalo. The second worst is Detroit. The third worst is Ottawa. The fourth worst is the New Jersey Devils. And I forgot to write the fifth worst. New Jersey. But it wouldn't take a lot to figure that out. No. There's a few Canucks. I was dangling around the Vancouver Canucks. Clark just said the Anaheim Ducks, and let's put it in there. There you go. Your bottom five, Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa, New Jersey, and Anaheim.
So there's your top five, bottom five of the National Hockey League. I can't believe how much ground we're covering here today. Oh, tons. And breaking news from the Canadian Premier League, Canada's Premier Pro Soccer League. This is a news release from the CPL. They're pleased to announce they have awarded the exclusive rights to a CPL expansion club to Living Sky Sports and Entertainment, a Saskatchewan-based company. The launch of an expansion club is contingent upon LSSE delivering a soccer-specific stadium to league standards. And to that end, the ownership group has identified Prairie Land Park in Saskatoon as a preferred site for a stadium. That's the good news. That's the breaking news. Soccer fans and sports fans in this province are popping champagne corks today. Believe me, they are. Not anywhere in that news release did I see the global story that was sent to me that Prairie Land Park has officially announced the end of thoroughbred racing forever at Prairie Land Park. That came out today, too. That's in the fine print at the bottom of the news release. So my good friend Dave Paulus, Dave Paulson, the voice of Prairie Land Horse Racing, out of a job. All these people, out of a job. They're not racing horses this summer. They didn't race horses last summer. And I want to know what COVID has against the horse racing industry. That's so disappointing. It's such a great time to go to Prairie Land and, and go watch the horse right. racing on a Friday, Saturday night in the summer. Love doing that. And it is usually packed. So that, that part is really, really, really disappointing. But now you've got stands and stuff already built. You just put the get rid of the uh, the horse racing oval, and you got a soccer pitch. It'll be easy peasy lemon squeezy to put a very nice pro soccer stadium right in there, but it comes with the death of thoroughbred racing at Prairie Land Park, which has been a tradition for yeah for decades. Too bad. Uh, and one comment before we roll from Wayne Grollo in Victoria. Happy birthday, Wayne! By the way, he says, "Congrats, Brett Lowther." It's a crime that he's not playing in the National Football League, but we're happy that you've re-signed with Saskatchewan. The NFL's not going anywhere. Brett Lowther will be fine, and he'll be there before his career's over. We're going to Seattle next, and we're bringing in Hall of Fame Rough Riders broadcaster John Frenzy as well. This has been the warm-up. You're watching the RP Show, everybody, across the Game Plus TV network in all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Support for the Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Dupes, have I told you about Manscaped? (laughs) You've started to. I've had it for a week. Let me tell you, we've been doing it wrong. We have. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, why? Because <laughs> I don't know where to start. I used to have to use two razors. Did I tell you that? I was doing an acrobatic act over the toilet and the sink. I had a big hair trimmer. I had a face shaver. None of those were made for below-the-waist grooming. That's a safety hazard. <sighs> don't tell anybody, but I don't have to worry about it anymore because the lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men's below-the-waist grooming and Your introductory package comes with a pair of boxer briefs, which I gave to you. Yes, not worn, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) No, I pulled them out of the package. When you order yours, you'll get a pair of underwear. This was a large, didn't fit me, so I gave them to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And it also comes with anti-chafing lotion. Where has this been all our lives? I know. So 
I used to get those Nicky things. You must have too. <laughs> Nick yourself. Yes. And you're bleeding. Doesn't happen because the lawnmower 3.0 comes with a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Man, Manscaped <laughs> calls them. So, what more do you want to know when you when you use the lawnmower 3.0? You use the anti-shaving cream. You leave the house feeling like you've just left a spa. The chafing, that's the worst, right? Rubbing between the legs. Anti-chafing lotion, 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Welcome back, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday. I just want to tell you that we do have the head coach of the Toronto Argonauts coming up, Ryan Dinwiddie. Oh, you're bringing me the phone. Thank you. Premolo text line is officially now open. The text line's officially now open. We got it off the charger. And Hall of Fame uh, Rough Riders broadcaster John Frenzy joining us here in a second with his thoughts on the CFL-XFL potential merger, and he's got scoops. But as I mentioned, I don't want to keep this guy waiting long. Ian Furness is a longtime buddy of mine, although I almost wonder if he remembers me or when we first met. But here's his Twitter bio on the air weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. on Sports Radio KJR. The big sports talk blowtorch in Seattle. Any moonlights on Q13 Fox Seahawks game day reporter. But the former voice of the Thunderbirds, that's where we first met. Ian, how are you, my friend? How you been the last 28 years? I, I was just thinking, Rod, it's been, as the kids would say, a minute, right? Since we uh, since we last spoke and uh, following you from afar, uh, I used to read the blog religiously and uh, and everything you've done, been through and accomplished. It's awesome to see you. Awesome to hear you. It's uh, cool to be on up in uh, one of my favorite places, Saskatchewan. Oh, I know. I know you love the hockey up here. And actually, before we jump into the NFL and Lynch is just chomping at the bit to ask you NFL questions. I was just telling you the bet. story the other day. You and I walked around the Communiplex concourse and, uh, back in the day, 1993, and you saw those photos of Mike yeah. Medano and Dave Manson and Ken Baumgartner. You're like, oh, I'm in the hockey mecca. And I'm like, I, we are? I don't know. I grew up here. I, di- I, didn't re- I didn't realize it was that big of a deal. You really enjoyed that Eastern swing with the T-Birds. I did. I, and I did T-Birds for two years. I did the Tri-City Americans for three years. So I did a five-year, as I call it, tour of duty in the Western Hockey League. But my mom was born in, in Moose Jaw, uh, grew up in the prairies, and then moved to Nelson, British Columbia when she was a teenager. So, And my grandparents are from up there. My grandfather played in the, the Allen Cup back in the day. So, you know, for me, you know, as a kid in Seattle who has a great appreciation for the game and the history of the game, to go for the very first time to the prairies and, and to, you know, to go there. Back then, you know, we traveled, you know, the team's – out west went to both the alberta swing and the saskatchewan manitoba swing we did that every year we did two eastern swings which i think is was awesome especially for the kids and the parents but yeah to walk through the buildings there and to see the history i i'll be honest with you i don't miss the crush can and moose jaw i felt like every night i went there that if something happened good for the team i was broadcasting for there might be you know i might get beat up in the broadcast booth and wasn't a big fan of the smoke that was billowing up there. You know, non-smoking meant they hadn't smoked in 10 minutes. But uh, outside of that, it was just a, it was a great time of my life. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, I, kn- I knew you loved it. And by the way, the Crush Can is a parking lot now, which it should be. There's a sports bar there. But 
<laughs> the Boone Street Barn in Spokane was no different. And then yeah. I should just I just want to end it with the fact that when we went to Seattle in the Rock and Roll Arena, you gave me a tour oh, yeah. of that facility. You reciprocated, yep. and it was amazing. Is it still standing in the shadow with the Space Needle? No, it's sad, man. They turned it into some sort of a storage place or like a warm-up area for the symphony or something there. It's sad because square corners, high boards, uh, there's some great stories with guys. Ray, Ray Ferraro always tells the great stories because, you know, he's what five foot whatever, nothing. <laughs> you go in the corners there, and unless you're 6'2", you'd get your decapitated if you got hit. And Seattle always had a big team back then. Uh, I mean, it was uh, – I mean, the buildings, you know, have just gotten so much better out here, Showware Center in Kent and, and up in Everett with uh, their building with the silver tips. They're, I mean, they're state-of-the-art buildings like a lot of them around the league, but there's something about the character of the old buildings in the dub that, uh, that I kind of miss a little bit. That's why we loved it. Look, I'll come back around on the yep. Kraken, but John, friend, he, okay. we got a yep. football guy here. And he wants to talk sure. some NFL with you. And so, Frenzy, take it away. Okay, Ian, good to see you. Good to meet you. Uh, I've got nice a pretty good you. idea of uh, what, what the best trade would be for the Watson, okay? Trade Watson. For Watson, okay. Yeah. Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? Which Deshaun, one? Deshaun, John, Deshaun Watson to Seattle for Russell Wilson. Wow. And, a, and a couple of draft choices. <laughs> oh, what the hell? He's a young quarterback. Uh, and uh, yeah. be, uh, Russell Wilson would be great for that horseman or situation in Houston, eh? I, well, I, I think, you know, if you're Seattle, that's the only deal that would seem to make sense. The problem is, is uh, Russell hasn't put Houston on his list of uh, teams that he would go to. He's got a no-trade clause, so he can veto any trade. Uh, if that were the case... Simplicity-wise, it makes all the sense in the world. Seattle gets a franchise quarterback in return, but I, I don't think anybody wants to go to Houston, and that's the issue. And, you know, the bigger picture with Russell is I I just don't see Seattle trading him at least this year. The the dead cap money, even if they got Watson back, the dead cap money is $39 million. I, they couldn't even afford Deshaun Watson right now. They'd have to cut half the rest of their roster. So it's a, it's a tough situation all the way around. It, Watson will be traded. It's a matter of to whom. Uh, I don't think Wilson will be moved, although, you know, never say never in sports, right, guys? Well, Ian, for sure, and I'm I'm wondering, that's why I wanted you on and why I asked Clark, let's line this up with Ian. You're in the heart of it. Can you cut through the BS, please, and tell me if he doesn't want to trade, why is there a list of teams? Makes no sense to us looking uh, it, from the outside. It doesn't make sense to us, and I mean, I've I've been lucky enough to cover Russell since day one, since 2012, and and you know none of us know athletes that well, but I've been around him enough and interviewed him enough one on one with with the job at, with Q13 with their TV partner. It's so out of character. I think that's the thing that, that surprises me. Everything that's going on right now is out of character for him. He he is a player and an individual that has done everything in his career uh, based on his image. Uh, and trying to make sure he painted this picture of of this pristine image of who he is and everything he's done has been, quote, the right way. And this is just so wrong on every level. You know, he's turned fans against him. Obviously, there's an issue between him and the front office. I think part of it is an ego has gone, you know, out of control. He has the most difficult agent in the NFL to work with. Mark Rogers, there's no doubt about it, has been a problem for Seattle since day one. Mark Rogers has baseball clients and one NFL client. And that one NFL client is Russell Wilson. Now, they've been able to come up with two contracts, a second and third contract in the NFL with Wilson and Rodgers, but it's been difficult both times. The negotiations have been acrimonious at best. And I think this is a lot of this is agent-driven, but Russell still has the, the say at the end of the day. And, and Rod, I mean, he just, it's just out of character. It doesn't make sense. He played awful. 
the last nine games of the year, the final eight regular season games and the, and the playoff game. Russell played the worst football of his career. It almost feels like he's looking to blame someone other than himself for that poor play. How do wow. he and uh, how do he and the head coach Pete Carroll get along? The, you know, it used to be they got along great, uh, and that was you know Pete's is probably the best communicator in the NFL. I, I think it goes back to his days at USC with with the Trojans. Um, this guy relates to everyone, whether you're young, old, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't matter. Pete Carroll sees no color. He sees no gender. He sees no demographic in terms of age. He is really, he is that guy. He has been uh, remarkable in his career in that regard. And so for him to have an issue now with him, the only player he really ever had an issue with before, I think, was Richard Sherman. And I don't even know how bad that was. I mean, Sherman's just one of those guys, strong-willed, smart guy, Stanford. He just kind of, he started tuning out from Pete's stuff, and and then he got hurt, and they moved on from him. And that was mostly a salary cap issue. Uh, the Russell Wilson Pete Carroll dynamic for for it to be strained all of a sudden is is odd. One of the things that we see, Russell Wilson, I think, wants to be things that maybe he's not. Uh, I think he wants to be, you know, Tom Brady. Well, there's one Tom Brady in the history of the NFL. He's not going to win. Russell's not going to win six more NFL uh, Super Bowl championships. Uh, he wants to be this. You know, up in that same echelon of of the great quarterbacks of all time, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's just not a top five, maybe not even a top ten quarterback of all time. He thinks if he can throw more volume, more throw, you know, more throws volume wise, that maybe he can get there. Um, it's just, but it's just so out of character. I think all of us in Seattle, at least, are trying to wrap wrap our arms around it. Guys that have covered the team and gov- covered this team, day, you guys know, right? You know what it's like. You cover a team day to day. You have a lot better feel for what the na- than what the national guys have. I think the national narrative for Russell Wilson is a little bit off. I mean, they've they, they kind of missed the boat a wee bit here. I think you can fix this. Uh, I don't think you have to trade him, and I don't think they will trade him this year. Never say never, but it's just $39 million of dead cap money on a $180 million salary cap, a hard cap in the NFL. You just can't compete with that. <laughs> Not good math there. Uh, Joe Lozito no. is watching on Long Island. He says, please make Ian a regular guest. He's fantastic. So there you go, Ian. Some <laughs> Thanks, love Joe. from the East Coast. How's, how's, doing out, how's, how's Barzell doing out there on the Long Island, huh? How do you think he's doing? <laughs> Have you seen the highlights, which incidentally ESPN's finally uh, rolling NHL highlights every night? Let's yeah. go. Yes, and two of that. We got three minutes left. The Seattle Kraken. Okay. What's the buzz in the Emerald City? There's a lot. Uh, you know, when they first came up with the idea to, to rebuild, and I'm not sure if you ever went to the Coliseum, Rod, the old building, which oh, was yeah. next to the arena. Uh, you know, it, it held like 12,000. They renovated that in 94. It was just a disaster from the start. They came, This group comes in, Oakview Group, Todd Lywicki, Tim Lywicki. They decided to rebuild this building and say, we're going to bring the hockey team here. And they put season tickets on sale three years ago. They, they sold 30,000 uh, over the course of an hour. They sold 12,000 in 12 minutes. It was remarkable. And that was with a deposit. The buzz hasn't slowed down. They're excited. Thankfully, they're not starting till this fall. Originally, they were going to start in 2020, uh, but they're going to start this fall. There's a lot of buzz. Uh, we're excited. We do a daily. I mean, listen, you, you're probably not surprised to know that I do a daily hockey segment on my radio show in <laughs> Seattle, of all places. Um, but we, uh, we're we jacked. We're ready to go. And I think the proximity of the border helps us. And I think that there's a misperception around really hockey and even in our own city. There are a lot of hockey fans here, a lot of people from, you know, that have crossed the border. And a lot of, you know, a lot of us grew up watching CBC Hockey Night in Canada. That was our first cable television in Seattle. So there's a lot of buzz. We're excited. We just kind of have to sit back and wait and see. And thankfully, it looks like the entry draft will take place on time, too. 
Sounds like it. We have our Kraken insider, the great Ian Furness from KJR Seattle. Ian, man, it's been far too long, but thanks for obliging our request. And stay safe there, and uh, let's keep in touch, my man. Hey, Rod, you guys, anytime you want me on, uh, I'd love to do it. Uh, just, you got my, now, unfortunately, you have all my contact information. I can't hide from you, so. That's right. You're, we got you. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Anytime, anytime. Uh, Take care. All right, Ian Furness from KJR Seattle, one of the greatest sports talk stations in America. I'm telling you that, a guy that we go back a real long ways and obviously just a super dude. Uh, a sports update, Josh Levo scored twice for the Calgary Flames in a 2-1 win at home over the visiting Montreal Canadiens when Thursday night. Daryl Sutter coached the Flames to victory in his first game behind Calgary's bench after Jeff Ward was fired a week earlier. Montreal's record since Dominic Ducharme replaced Claude Julien now 3-2-3. and Austin Matthews helped his Toronto Maple Leafs end a three-game losing skid. Matthews scored 59 seconds into OT as Toronto beat the Winnipeg Jets 4-3 at Scotiabank Arena. Tony Snell hit a three-pointer at the buzzer, and the Atlanta Hawks came back from a 15-point deficit in the final six minutes to beat the Raptors 121-120 in Tampa, Florida. And new Houston Texans coach David Culley reiterated that the team has no intention Intention of trading Deshaun Watson. Despite the star quarterback's request to be dealt, Cully was hired in January to replace Bill O'Brien. He was asked more than a half dozen times about Watson's future with the team yesterday. Every time he made it clear that he expects Watson to be Houston's quarterback this season. That's the poll question today. Will Deshaun Watson play for the Houston Texans? And 80% of you for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center say no. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, Saskatchewan's newest entertainment destination. Visit them in the heart of the Duty Strip. By the way, they'll have the Pats game on tonight. Pats and Prince Albert Raiders, 8 p.m. Book your spot at Ballers Rec Room. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings, but I only drink it on special occasions. Okay, to Frenzy next on the CFL-XFL. That's what we all came here for today. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday you're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and listen live. 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. I'm just doing a cute little Instagram uh, post here from our RP show story. Welcoming back to the Welcome Back Cotter theme, Brett Lowther signing with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders on Friday morning. And listen, enough of me. John Frenzy's here. Floor is yours, Lynch, <laughs> on the CFL-XFL potential merger collaboration. Will we play this year? Go. Oh, I laugh myself, silly, because I went all through this with Barry Davies three years ago, 92 to 95, with the Americans. You got to watch them. Let's put it that way. You got to watch your wallet. If you go to a big dinner with a bunch of people there, there you better expect you're going to pay for it. Uh, because they won't have a conveniently won't have their wallet in this situation. So I don't know. Um, I was told yesterday when I got all the details supposedly 
that what's going on there is no thoughts about joining together and collaborating, bringing in one big league, uh, because uh, they're not going to play till 22, by the way, anyway. Uh, the, the, um, Dwayne, the Jones, Dwayne Johnson's not going to play till 22 anyway. Uh, so the only thing they want to do is talk with the other league about how to get young people into the game, into the parks, and secondly, and monsterly, I call it a monster, gambling. The NFL is making a fortune off gambling. The minor leagues should be able to get some of that wealth. Well, that makes a lot of sense, I guess, but that's all they're talking about. There's no thought at all about collaborating, getting together. Do you believe that? Nope. <laughs> Neither do I. I know what happened in back in 91, 92. It was all, oh, we were all going crazy about the uh, the World Football League, it was called. For three years, first thing the Americans did was say they will not take Canadians on the roster. It had to be, they're going to have an all-American roster. A, a big advantage for them. Canadian League went along with it. And actually, it worked out pretty good. We did not get murdered in every game. Pretty close games. Had some real good football games, as a matter of fact. Particularly playoff games uh, in 1994 in BC Play Stadium. Uh, the, the BC, you were there, the Grey Cup. I, I was there, and Baltimore beat... BC, no, BC Lions beat Baltimore on a... Uh, Last-second field goal. Yeah, by our friend, eh? Lou, Lou Pasaglia. The next year, Baltimore beat the Calgary Stampeders right here in Saskatchewan, in Regina. And that was the final game of the league. They had so much, so much trouble financing themselves in the States. Although they supposedly had owners with extremely deep pockets. Didn't turn out that way, and it was over. <laughs> Uh, Larry Smith came back in again. We reorganized. It went back to our old way of league, the, of, of league structure, which is in there until now. And I want it to stay that way because I know what can happen if we get in amalgamating. So I hope we get the message across to the people that are thinking about this and talking. No. Oh, it's nice just to hold hands. We're going to hold hands. That's all we're going to do. Talk about how to get the young people into the park. And gambling, that's all. You don't believe this either? No, I don't believe it. One word answer. So how do you but feel about it? But there's people that do believe it, and you know who I'm talking about. Uh, of, <laughs> they think we're dumb. What, what are you going to say? And if the CFL actually believes, the way my read on this, and please tell me if I'm completely wrong, is they want to use the rock. Pick his pocket for the CFL's gain, yeah. and the CFL really gets nothing out of it. And right. I'm like, I, I don't. Think you CFL board of governors are that naive? No. But I'd like to hope that you're not. But is there? But some, history would show maybe you are. Is there? Some and special- hang on. June Jones goes on Ottawa radio yesterday, and he coached the Houston Rough next last year, and he says this is going to end up in full-on merger, four downs, and all the rest. So my question to you, Lynch, is when the inevitable happens, which we all expect, and if you don't think it's going to happen, I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. <laughs> When it does happen, will you continue to support the Continental Football League, if that's what it is, and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Because I will. I think this is awesome. Only choice we have. Thank you. And actually, that World Football League back then was pretty good football. We had some very exciting games. We had a pretty good game here, in Reg- a pretty good team here in Regina. So it, it worked out pretty good, except it went broke. I don't know why it went broke. It did. Uh, we had a half-assed type of TV contract. Partially in Canada, partially in the States, not much in the States, not much coverage down there. So it, it didn't do, and, and yearly, each yearly, two or three teams were backing, uh, were falling apart in the American portion, not in the CFL, except 
for when Kimball went up to the commissioner in Montreal and gave them the little letter saying the Alouettes are folding in, a, in 1996. So we lost the team there. So it was quite an experience. Always something in the news, I'll tell you that. They always had something <laughs> going on. And that's what happened now. If Dwayne Johnson's involved, you can expect a lot going on. But I'll tell you this much, and you know this, Rod. He'll want a lot of control and influence. Exactly. No, but he's going to do it for free. Yeah. That's, listen, you guys, this is the one thing the CFL, I don't think, really understands. And some specific teams. If it's a partnership, you actually have to give something away. Yeah. Okay? Sponsorship might technically be another thing. Give us your money. See you later. It's kind of how it's gone for years, and how's that worked out for you? So a relationship is mutually beneficial. Can you guys look up the definition and show the CFL people this? The Rock needs to get something out of this other than doing it out of the goodness of his heart. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) Claude Taylor writes, he's watching on YouTube. He says, Peterson, call the president of the Riders and ask him how much money the team has in the bank. Why don't you do that? I don't think I want to know the answer to that question, to be honest with you. We have speculated in that. Yeah, I, I gave you the months. floor. I need it back for a bit. Yeah. Jeff Kozak says, boy, guess the CFL has looked under every rock. Thanks, Jeff. From Jack Fulton, what I don't understand is why doesn't the CFL just tell us up front what's really going down? It's getting to the point where you can't even believe what they're saying. And by the way, nobody's going to use Dwayne Johnson. Nobody. Well, they seem to think that they will. Oh, and Claude says, regarding me calling the riders and asking how much money they have in the bank, he says, you know the answer. Yeah, I do know the answer. They don't have any money. They're broke. That's why we are where we are. John Kirby in Edmonton. Randy Ambrosi was on Three Down Nation podcast, and he said it's not going to be a merger. John in Edmonton, I believe that Randy Ambrosi fully believes that. Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. He's not a liar. And he, he won't be a liar. It'd be somebody else. Somebody else, not executive or two or three of them, who are big, wealthy businessmen, will get together and sit to, with the commissioner and say, you know, thinking about it, I think it's a good idea. We think about it, share the cost, get the uh, network, network contract in the States. How about that? Both, both Canada and the States have the big games on. Wouldn't that be one for, wonderful for us? We all need the money, any source of money we've got to look at seriously. And that's true. They do have Well, I know, but look, J-Rod's watching. Yeah. Jared Livingstone. Well, have to say. He says, I think the Riders need Tom Shepard's lottery back. Well, guess what? They told Tom Shepard, no thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye, Tom. We, oh. don't, we don't want your million dollars a year that we don't have to lift our fingers for. Bye-bye, Tom. Beat it. <laughs> Tom could help. Decisions like that. Tom could help a lot. Have right? them where they are now, yeah. broke, begging for money, and thinking that they're going to pick the rock's pocket. It's absurd, but I actually think they believe they can do it. Anyways, we'll come back with viewer takeover, curling report, and more. We've got the head coach of the Argos coming up, Ryan Dinwiddie. It's a very spicy Flame Tech football Friday. Flame Tech is your industry leader in combustion services. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. I will get to the curling report, but it is a Flame Tech Football Friday. We got to keep rolling with that because it's hot. Viewership's up. And Frenzy's not done yet. I told you he's got more scoops than Baskin Robbins. More scoops than Ben and Jerry's. Lynch, you got one with regards to the CFL playing in 2021. Yeah. Well, I understand. I understand what I've been led to believe. The drop-dead date for a decision, believe it or not, is May 1st. And you think, May 1st? Well, by May 1st, they're supposed to have a training camp with 100 guys here. They're going to have 100 guys at training camp. Um, two weeks of training camp. And they're supposed to have been in Winnipeg on May the 28th for a game against the Bombers to open the season, exhibition game. So that's a lot of work to do in 28 days. So I hope something's done before that. Uh, and I don't know about the draft. Well, they didn't tell me about the draft yet, but they got to have that. They got to have that, yeah, for sure. Hey, you headline tweeters, tweet it. Yeah. John Frenzy saying May 1st is the drop dead date for a 2021 CFL season. And just to delve deeper into this, when the XFL CFL story came out on Wednesday, Lynch wouldn't have seen it on Twitter because he's not on Twitter, but you saw Odell Willis saying, How about this year's camp? Can we hear about this year's camp? Matt Nichols, Ottawa's quarterback tweeting, who do I need to ask when training camp starts? Do I need to ask The Rock? Oh, it, oh, yeah, they all said that, Lynch. Oh, The Rock's a powerful guy. Of course I'm, he is. I'm afraid of him. He's got power, glory, and influence. He's smooth. He can turn you on. And this team, this league, needs financing. Needs a big television contract. He's got them all. Right? Yeah. Access to them all. You know he has. Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking. But I'm absorbing. Everybody's absorbing what you just said. May 1st is the drop-dead date. I, the I, fact of the matter remains they may not play this year. I th- 50-50, whether they do or not. But do you see where these current CFL players might be a little miffed? I guess a little miffed. I'd be a little miffed. I hope nobody gets beaten up because of all of this. No way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's unbelievable. Um I'm scared of what's going to happen. Can I say that? It's going to be an interesting six weeks, hey, the next six weeks. Very, very interesting. I hope things happen small. I hope the way things go. Uh, I know they're very, very optimistic in Saskatchewan, which is great. They signed some good new players, some good holdovers. Great one today, the, the place kicker. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're, in, we're in shape to have a real good football team. And I could say easily, we could be in first place. Let me read a couple of comments here. Uh, Craig Campbell in downtown Toronto says, people question why the CFL has no news about 2021. People question the CFL by speaking with the XFL. Randy Ambrosi can't win. He's slow and methodical with his long-range plan. All I'm saying is this is going to end up in a merger with all teams, and June Jones said as much in Ottawa Radio yesterday. Don't take my word for it. June Jones has said it. And he works in the XFL. William May, one of our viewers, says, I've been reading a book called End Zone Border Wars, and it goes into detail about the CFL and the expansion into the states. Listen, I got a personally autographed copy of that book by the author, Ed Willis. Don't think this is the same thing, because it's nowhere near the same thing. It's entirely different. People in this league, 
It's entirely different businesses, and there was not the rock back then. But we'll carry that over into hour two in the second half kickoff. Curling report for Verge Agriculture. Wildcard 2's Kevin Cooey was the first team to book his championship pool ticket. And now Wildcard 3's Wayne Madaw was the next to make the eight-team cut at the Briar. The veteran skips were soon joined by Canada's Brad Gushu, Saskatchewan's Matt Dunstone, and Ontario's John Epping on the right side of the cut line. Alberta's Brendan Botcher, Northern Ontario's Brad Jacobs, and Manitoba's Jason Gunlison then locked down the other berths Thursday night. It is big boy curling time, folks. Cooey's Alberta-based team beat Quebec's Michael Fournier to take top spot in Pool B at 7-1. Midas Ontario-based rink edged Manitoba 5-4 in the evening to lead Pool A at 7-1. The records will carry over into the championship pool. The next cut will come after the Saturday night draw at the Mark and McPhail Center when the top three teams advance to Sunday's playoffs. Pool B was rounded out by Canada, Saskatchewan, and Ontario, all with 6-2 records. Gushu, the defending champion from St. John's, Newfoundland, beat none of its Peter Mackey 9-2. Epping top PEI's Eddie McKenzie 8-4. And Dunstone held off Nova Scotia's Scott McDonald 7-5. In Pool A, Botcher moved into second place at 6-2 with a 7-5 evening win over BC's Stephen Laycock. Gunless Son and Jacobs, who dropped an 8-6 decision to Madon in the morning, took the last two spots at 5-3. So there you go. That's a curling report for Verge Agriculture. Helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Visit vergeag.com to learn more today. Try the software for free. We'll see you back for the second half kickoff after this break on Game Plus. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.